listening to the Art of Floating podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Art of Floating podcast, where float centers thrive. It's great to be back for our second show of 2016. I have Amy Grimes here from Float Nashville. Hey, y'all. I have Lance Foss from up in Canada at the Float Shack. Hey, everyone. And uh, it's good to be back. We have a few things that we want to talk about today, but first, a little housekeeping. I just want to let everybody know that you can find us um, on Facebook, The Art of Floating. You can find us on Twitter, at Artful Floating. And you can also join the conversation here on the show on what's leaving, known as leaving a speak pipe. It's a little gold bar on the left side of the artoffloating.com. If you look at that gold bar, you can click on that on your computer and leave us a voicemail. And um, I think you can leave up to, I think it's three or five minutes, and you can let us know what your thoughts are on the show that we had. Um, and if you do stay tuned to our Facebook and Twitters, uh, we'll, or, <laughs> or Twitter, we'll also, um, I think I just dated myself there, we'll also talk about um, or ask questions for the upcoming shows and see what your guys' opinions are, and we'll share those on air as well. Um, but first, I would like to um, thank Floataway for sponsoring the show. The simple act of floating in warm, salty water is the most relaxing experience on Earth. This has been Floataway's byline for more than 15 years. It's true for each of the eight different models and in all 40 or so countries where happy customers float in Floataway float tanks. Floataway is proud of the especially equipped round pools in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where research is really putting floating on the mainstream map. You can check them out at floataway.com and find out how the company has pioneered new techniques, new shapes, and new ideas in floating. The founders, Colin and Ginny Stanwell-Smith, are world experts on every aspect of flotation technology. Floataway is a family business within the floating family. Again, you can check them out at www.floataway.com. There you go. Let's see here. Um, we want to talk about a few things tonight. Um, I think the, the main topic for tonight's show is 30, 60, or 90-minute floats. Um, is one better than the other? What about doing multiple? You know, Can you offer both at the same time or all three? And, and what about even, even longer floats than that? Um, Two-hour floats, late-night floats. Um, that's what we want to talk about tonight. But uh, real quick, I did just want to um, share some interesting news with our studio. Um, or with, with the float shop, which is um, specifically to our yoga studio. Um, we've had our yoga studio for about two years now, and um, we've, uh, I guess, kind of broken even with it. Um, depending on how you look at the numbers, we're either losing money on it or, or breaking even. When you have so many different modalities and everything going on, it, it, it can be difficult to come up with an exact number of whether you're really profiting or not or I mean you can look at it different ways but um, basically what we found was that we weren't growing as much as we wanted with the yoga studio um, we loved all of our teachers we loved that it really did extend what the float shop did like um, the extended the sense of community that we had and we found that so many people who floated did yoga and many of the people who did yoga would come in and try floating and many of them would become floaters so that was really cool but at the same time it was on a very small scale but it also seemed to add value so it, it was this interesting uh, debate I don't, I don't know if debate is the right word but discussion that Sandra and I would have and we've had for years of of what is the value of it and it's also just something we believe in as well um but um we had uh, a yoga teacher that we absolutely adore and love leave the studio and at the same time uh, we had already been talking about um 
the the revenue coming in from it and it not being what we want for for the space that it's in um, and we decided that we are either gonna put up a wall in the room and rent out two rooms out of that yoga space or we were going to um, see if another company wanted to take it over of course if another company was going to take it over they would really have to fit in with the float shop vibe and and personally I, I didn't put a lot of stock in into that happening I don't want to make this into an incredibly long story but we went to our, our yoga manager talked to him about it and he said you know I think I, know, I might know somebody who who uh, would want to take this over and it just so happens that um, she was just about to leave a studio um, she had just been given notice to leave and um, rather abruptly I, I don't want to say everything about the situation but it seemed rather abrupt and um, and we kind of adored her right off the bat. She seemed real sharp, real savvy, and really also just in line with where we are kind of in how we relate with people and how we like to talk with people and, and as a yoga teacher. So um, that happened at the almost at the very beginning of the year, and uh, she has taken it over as of the 11th, which as of the airing of this is just, just a few days ago. So really exciting to have um, somebody else running it and know that it's going to get the it deserves like the you know the real energy that it needs to be put into it that Sandra and I couldn't do with so many different modalities and and this being one that really requires attention to grow um, and we really need to keep putting our attention into the floats the massage and and things that you know we need to put our attention into it, it's yes. hard to advertise so many things yeah. sorry Amy no go ahead uh, kudos to you for making a tough decision I know when it came to having we used to be a float and massage and it came to the point where mm. do we add an extra float tank but i love massage i'm a massage therapist mm -hmm. i teach massage it was tough to give it up and it uh it was the right decision to give it up which we eventually did mm -hmm. but man was it hard to do <laughs> making those hard decisions yeah. for the better good is tough so kudos to you for recognizing it first of all and mm -hmm. then uh, doing the doing the tough things to you make know, it better for everybody you know, it's just in line with that. Just today, uh, Sandra had to have a tough meeting with with uh, with someone, and um, it's interesting. This person felt like they were being pushed away, um, but really, it was about the float shop needs to benefit as well. And if if it's not, you know, the energy isn't going both ways, then it's not an amicable relationship. And to this person, it felt like they were being pushed out. And really, it just it has to be a healthy relationship or else weird emotions come up. And to be honest, it's usually on the other side. I feel like Sandra and I are usually pretty good about keeping a good attitude and um, not feeling weird about things. And, and um, I, I would, particularly in the past, we have overextended in helping other people. And we're really trying to find that right footing where we can keep the business growing um, in a way that supports us so that we can continue to help other people. It's, it's been a really big learning curve for us because we, we did start a little bit from where I think a lot of people start, which is, hey, everybody should float, you know, float for free. Come on in. Like, yeah, you know, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll figure something out, yada, yada. And, and yeah, there is a figuring out, but man, you have to take care of yourself. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, that's going on. And, and it was just interesting to have Sandra have that difficult conversation today where, Sometimes you got to put those management pants on, and I'm not great at it. I, I know Sandra's not super comfortable with it, but I think she's good at it. Um, so that was interesting. And then, you know, after the meeting, we have to have a hug, and the, it, you take the manager hat off, and, and you just uh, have the emotional time. Yeah. You know, while we're installing a ceiling in our new float room and all that <laughs> stuff, of course. So it's a little bit different than coming home from the 9 to 5. 
Not the truth. Um, Amy, I heard that you mm. had a little bit of a change at, at your studio coming into the yeah. new year. Is, is it coming into the new year? It it's did. It started January 1st. So okay, we made cool. it official uh, at the time. We have been speaking for a long time about changing our membership program. So like a lot of float centers, we from the day one have had it set up where we have three levels. We had the two floats a month, four floats mm-hmm. a month, and an eight float month. And it never felt good. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but for us, it didn't feel good. And when we were evaluating the membership program, we decided the first thing we were going to do is we wanted to uncomplicate things. So before you go into uncomplicate things, what didn't feel good about it? Um, What didn't feel good? So, well, because we were having some negative, it was almost causing some negative interactions and there's always going to be some negative interactions with clients. I mean, it's just Mm -hmm. as part of the deal, but we want to minimize those as much as possible. And we were noticing areas that were becoming sticking points Hmm. for clients and for staff. And I understand the marketing behind why a lot of people and why we did three levels. Um, There is, there is a marketing goal with that and it's to help guide people to a certain a particular level but it just wasn't just didn't feel good to us hmm. so we had to do some pretty hardcore thinking and evaluating of what we were doing I, I gotta say I still don't totally get what well, didn't feel right about okay it, like what the so, sticking points were well to, uh, what I was uh, starting into is it was okay. the uncomplicated we we're trying to uncomplicate it so here's some things uh, so for example we allowed clients to move between levels so uh-huh. if they started out at four and they realized that that was too much for them, mm-hmm. sure, they could just email us and we could take them down to two a month. Mm-hmm. So it started to get a lot of communication and we we're constantly uh-huh. moving people up and down. <laughs> we also allowed people to freeze their membership for a certain period of time. So all of a sudden we're getting a lot of communication uh-huh. for moving levels, for freezing, for unfreezing. Got we it. found out that sometimes the communication... Uh, wasn't always very clear yeah, okay. and we were running into those issues and it was it was getting a little it was getting a little complicated and it was causing a lot more negative interactions so that didn't feel good to us and we continue to look at the three levels you know are we is there any way we can we can still make it malleable because we do want to w- fit in with their lives but there really wasn't a way to do that without it getting just kind of crazy complicated is what it really comes down to. Uh-huh. So we started to evaluate what, what were the client complaints. One of the big things was they would get behind. They were a four month. They realized they couldn't keep right. up with that. Their spouse wasn't coming as much as they had bought. <laughs> um, and they were getting a little irritated. We allowed them to keep their floats for 60 days and they would roll off. So that was causing conflict and causing problems. Mm. Totally get that. And like I said, the communication issue was really kind of getting crazy. So we looked at that, and then we saw what it was getting us. And we noticed that people, on average, were leaving after four to five months. So they oh, were coming oh, in. They were changing frequently. They were freezing, unfreezing, and leaving after five months. Sometimes, you know, because life gets busy, which mm-hmm. we understand, but sometimes it was just that communication just made it a little mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I think that's my philosophy, or that's my thought anyway. Uh, so we evaluated what was the purpose of our membership, and what does a successful membership look like for us? Because what we consider successful may not be 
what your successful membership is. Right. And uh, we, um, for us, we wanted it to be a great deal for our raving clients, the people who are really excited about floating. We wanted it. We wanted it to serve as a vehicle so they could be proud and make it easy for them to bring new people in, mm-hmm. to really spread the float love. And we really wanted to create a long-term family. Four to five months was not cutting it for us. Right, right. Uh, hmm. We also looked at who we wanted to exclude because, you know, it's like a private club. You don't want everybody in, and that's okay. Everybody will s- certainly find their place at some at some location. It just might not be ours, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And we realized that some people were actually utilizing the float membership to try to get a cheap first float. And, I mean, okay, so <laughs> here's the deal. They would come in, and they would immediately want to sign up for a membership um, and so that they could get that initial cheap float, uh-huh, uh-huh. and then they turn around and want to quit it like a month later. Wow. Um, and, and we kept telling them, well, you know, if you sign up today, that's fine, but we do have a 30-day cancellation <laughs> notice, which everybody, that's the other thing. Everybody always forgot about that <laughs> when it came time to cancel. But, um, but we could see people trying to utilize it for a cheap float and, and to give them credit they worked really really hard there are some people <laughs> that will work 10 times harder uh, than they ever have to to try to get ten dollars off a float wow. or something i mean there are some people out there who are hardcore um, bargainers and you almost want to give them a discount just because right. they're they're working so hard it's like your song and dance is impressive <laughs> it's amazing ten off. um yeah just for that uh so uh, we realized that we didn't those are the people that they would come once, maybe twice, and we'd never see them again. So we really wanted it to be um, something for our fans, and we really wanted to create a family from it. So it wasn't necessarily a monetary thing for us, uh, although it is certainly nice to have the income. We actually, our first priority is to create a fan base of people who um, bring in other people. Mm-hmm. So we actually went down, after evaluating that, we went down to one float membership. Yeah. We now do fifty nine dollars. Mm-hmm. Get you one float. Additional floats are forty nine dollars. And there's cool. several other float centers who've taken that on that same mm-hmm. type of uh, membership option. Yeah, and Andy Zaramba had said that in one of our earlier episodes. Yeah, uh, I remember because we had that co- we had a conversation about it, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. when I was really discussing it with Mark and cool. uh, and our team. And um, at that point, we kind of knew what we were going to do, and people are freaking. Loving it. No way. Loving it. We are having Talk to me. I want to know because we're in the same discussion, Sandra and I. (laughs) It's Anybody who's listening, Sandra is my wife, co-owner of the float shop. I guess I should put that out there. (laughs) People that would never, that have come sporadically, um, that said, well, you know, we really couldn't afford, we couldn't uh, commit to it. Oh, by the way, the other thing we're doing too is any accumulated floats, as long as you're a member, they don't expire. Mm -hmm. They're 60 days once you leave. Um, but people huh. have been signing up like crazy. Now, that's very cool. Uh, I'm still, of course, it, it'll take a few months to find out mm-hmm. if they're long-term, if mm-hmm. they stay longer. Let's see how much money they're spending each month. You know, yeah. those kind of things. Yeah, It'll be interesting to see. That is very... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so yeah. curious about that long-term view of... So, like, um, you want to float eight times a month. You're going to pay more money. You're obviously paying uh, a smaller percentage of the total price of floating because you, you're committing to coming here so often, and, and that guarantee, guarantees us a particular amount of money coming in each month. So if we, uh, the, if we increase the number of members that we have, 
particularly um, higher float numbers, I guess is what I'm talking about, that guarantees that amount of money. So the, the gamble is, okay, we're going to cut out you know, $200 plus a month and only say $59 a month, but is it going to be worth the risk of uh, them you know, coming in and actually using their floats and then also enough people signing up to, to, uh, to carry, yeah, carry, to carry that, it or to meet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the interesting thing, first of all, I don't know about y'all, but if, if you, uh, do you have a big package, Dylan, of like eight floats? Uh, yes, we do. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about y'all, but anytime somebody signed up for eight floats, we would get really nervous because uh-huh. almost yeah. every person who did that, within a month, they realized they were in way over their uh-huh. head. Yeah. They would freak out. They would have all these floats. And it would just cause, I don't want to say it was a negative interaction. It wasn't necessarily a negative interaction between them and us. But they're like, oh, I'm spending this money. I've got to get in your float. And it's, yeah. it was causing stress. Yeah, not what and we're they after. Would back down. Yeah. So we were, I'm like, why do we have a eight float mm-hmm. series if anytime somebody signs up for it we're like oh no here we go we don't yeah. want them to do that wish they yeah. wouldn't do that it's like so why do we have this seems kind of silly I, I you know i think one cool thing about the show is that we have incredibly different demographics like we were yeah. talking about um different holidays we have tons of people coming into our floats and um lance doesn't have people coming in that day but on a different day he's empty or you know he's full and, and we're empty so um we have very different demographics I don't find that we have the hardcore bargain hunters in Portland. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I know they exist, but I just don't feel like I see that song and dance. I don't feel like um, I see that that kind of that hustle. And I don't see people trying to gimmick, uh, I don't know what you call it, but trying to manipulate the membership program. Mm-hmm. I don't see that happening. But but I do you know, occasionally see, I mean, people will adjust their, their float memberships, but it, it's never mm-hmm. felt overwhelming to us but if people were doing that in your place as jack burton says in big trouble little china time is money to a guy like me (laughs) so yeah it makes a ton of sense that if if you're just on the phone all the time adjusting memberships or discussing the membership options and all that stuff that's that's time and money wasted as well from from your employees perspective it's true and and we did insist on uh, emails so we had something in writing so that we could refer to it later uh, oh, uh, yeah. we wanted that paper trail mm-hmm, uh, but yeah. what we found is sometimes the communication we get off we would allow them to freeze but we kept telling them we would email back it's like okay i need to know how many months exactly you want me to freeze it mm. for you didn't have a peak of how long mm. it could be frozen for right I, we didn't mm-hmm. um which i would if i were to do that again i, I would i would definitely do that but for most people, what we're finding is 59 bucks a month. If they have to go out of town for a month or two, right. mm-hmm. they're accumulating two floats that they know they're going to come back to, and it's only 59 bucks. They don't care mm-hmm. as much. That's not an issue. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I don't know if this is going to be the best thing ever, yeah. but so far, people, like I said, people who have been regulars but just haven't been able to um, haven't been able to come as often as they'd like, this is a very affordable option for them. And it's had a really great reception That's for the really first, cool. you know, two weeks, as of as of this recording. It, it sounds really good, and it sounds it mostly if it just if it sounds if it feels that good. That's worth so much. <laughs> like, yeah. can yeah? Can you just repeat it for me again, Amy? It's fifty nine dollars a sure. month. Fifty nine dollars a month that gets one that accumulates one float. Any additional floats are for forty nine dollars. That is a shareable membership. 
Mm. Um, the floats don't expire unless you cancel your membership at the point you cancel, which, by the way, we still do have the 30-day cancellation notice. Um, at that point, um, they do go to uh, 60 days, so you have two months to use them at that point, anything you've accumulated. But I'm hoping there won't be much accumulation with one a month. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm trying to think if there's, uh, if I'm missing anything. I think I'd say we try to keep it as basic as yeah. possible. That's uh, very similar simple. to ours. And it, we found it, um, when we simplified our, our membership uh a bit back there we found it to be a lot simpler and we have seen increase in members as well just because it's easier to explain for us it's just mm-hmm. like all our membership is 49 dollars a month and you get one float a month with that and any other float is 49 dollars. it's non-shareable for that um the bargain hunter thing that you said you found mm-hmm. before with people trying to manipulate the membership um i find that quite interesting and i I've never seen it happen, but I, I always did worry about it. So we sort of, when we did our price and restructure, which it just changed a little bit. It didn't, didn't change too much. Um, we sort of tiered our system. Um, so when people come in, um, after their first float, we offer them uh, an intro pack, which is three floats for $120. So their float would normally be $69 for one. We call it a float. We don't call it a 90-minute float anymore. Right, right. And uh, so after that, we'd say oh, for an increase in $40, you basically get two more floats, so or $50. And uh, most of the time they do that. Uh, after their, their three floats um, would come to expire, after they used all three, they didn't expire, um, we then mm-hmm. offer them the membership. We have the yearly membership, which is 13 floats. And that's $509, which works out to $39 a float. So that is equivalent price to what you're paying with the intro pack. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't choose to do the yearly membership, that's just a one-time payment. We do have the monthly membership. And that is $49 a float, like I just explained. And mm-hmm. we also have our three-pack, if you don't choose to do that, and that's $59 a float. And if you choose to be a regular, everyday customer, that's $69. So we're basically tiered from $40 to $70 a float. And that's been a fun structure that we're, we're still experimenting with here. Mm-hmm. Can I say, uh, I love the idea and I love what you're doing with the introductory float. We have a lot of, or the introductory series. We have a lot of people who want to, they float for the first time and they instantly want to get the membership. And we, hi- we personally, I, I highly discourage that. Mm-hmm. That's we funny have the we dis- do too. We call it, yeah. We have the Discovery Float series, which is a three-pack, very similar. Now, we do have a 60-day um, a sixty day limit on it, but we do expand oh. that. If they call in before it expires, we, we nice. push the expiration date back. Um, but we just added a email series to go with that uh, that comes out once a week hopefully with the intention of let's educate them on floating so they have better floats in the beginning and then it'll be easier to ease them into a membership and we're hoping to see the conversion rates go up a bit so i really like that i hate to call it a sales funnel that's such a horrible mm-hmm. it sounds so manipulative but i think it eases people into floating and, and allows them to make the best decision for them it's not about what we make it's, it's not about snagging them into that membership it's about giving mm-hmm. them the opportunity to yeah. make a good choice for I, themselves. I think, yeah, it saves them from the membership, like you said, and we do that too. We'll kind of be like, well, you know, maybe try the starter package first. You know, don't don't fully mm-hmm. commit to this membership just yet. And the other thing is um, 
it um, it's just more affordable. It just makes more sense to them in, in the beginning um, to, to try it out that way with, without the financial commitment, without a membership commitment, just the, the ease of entering in is, is lighter. Um, mm. and, and particularly like um, if somebody does come in with, uh, I forget what they're called, but like a Groupon or a, uh, whatever those, you know, the daily deal kind of things, if they come in with that, they're, they're coming with a very low price point. And if you come in with a gift certificate, you come in with no price point. And it's nice to be able to kind of build them up to a, a full mm-hmm. membership price b- before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but Lance I, and, and, and Amy, like just all of this makes me want to convert to the one, just one price. And that would also mean since we do have the multiple modalities, we would also extend to discounting other things in the float center as well. The, the massage, acupuncture and, and naturopathy, mm-hmm. yoga, even I think we have a relationship with our yoga, man, uh, the Zenality Yogas, who, who they are, by the way, um, they're, I think they will um, honor discounts that we offer as well. Mm-hmm. And we do offer, sorry, Amy, we do offer increased discounts for our yearly membership on different retail items as well as the in-tank oxygen we offer and same mm. with the monthly membership, but um, the yearly membership is tiered to a little more discount. So, mm-hmm. You know, we actually tied ours in with our new referral program as well. Uh, if, the, if a member brings in someone new, we actually give them a pack of five cards that, ha- mm. that are special referral cards mm-hmm. that say so-and-so referred me and their friends or family whomever actually get to pay $49 for their first float. In our general referral plan, anyone can refer people um, and their first float is $59. So there's a little bit of uh, making it a little bit more special for them, for the members. And uh, of course they can earn free floats from that as well. So hopefully... cool. It kind of all ties together, which has been kind of nice. Dylan, you mentioned that you are, <laughs> that what appeals to you? What makes you think that going, because it sounds like you're very happy and it works yeah, really right. well for you. Mm-hmm. Um, what appeals to you about a one? What would make you consider it? Um, I think just the ease. I mean, we're already talking mm-hmm. about three different float tanks when somebody calls in. And then if you're talking about memberships, it's just phone time. It's just all these different things to talk about. Um, you know, here are memberships and then. You have you see these rows of, of different sets of, of memberships. It's intimidating, and I, I love simplicity. I love simplicity in advertising. I love simplicity in being able to talk to somebody about floating. I mean, everything. There's just so much information. Floating is such a new thing. It's so unique. There are all these different things to talk about. Any way that we can slim everything down uh, to just really streamline any communication, I love. And so, um, to streamline memberships sounds great too. Mm-hmm. And if people are loving it, like it sounds like your customers are, that that's sounds very appealing and it'd be appealing to our employees as well my only concern that comes up and something that i brought up to sandra i believe is what about those members not to say we'd cut off members but potential future members who would want to be on eight floats a month and honestly we have you know 16 float a month memberships that we'll have people on while they're recovering from car accidents or something like that we don't advertise it but basically what it means is if they want to float with us and they really get something out of this yeah, you get a discount. We you you want to be here and you're getting something. Um, we're getting something by you being here all the time, which is a, a commitment that you're going to be in our float tanks and, and a financial commitment to that. Um, but then it means you pay less because of that. And I really like that. And so the only downside I see is somebody gets into a car accident, they sign up for the membership, let's say it's the $59, and then they still have to pay $49 every float, when if they're on a 16-month membership, it's going to be much lower than that. Um, 
in, in the current system. So in, in our case, we really don't have enough people on the impact. Uh, since we've had eight floats a month, since, since we opened, I can count on one hand how many people have sure. actually gone on the eight a month. Okay. Uh, so the other reason that we brought it on as well is, so Nashville's a growing city, and we are in an area that probably about two months after we moved in has just exploded in popularity. Nice. Rents have almost doubled. Oh, wow. And ours is going up um, as we as we renegotiate. Uh, but we did this because we have to keep that cost per float or cost per service average up. And we didn't want to raise prices. This is our alternative to raising prices. Mm-hmm. Now, if we did have someone who was in a car accident, we would definitely uh, we would definitely offer a, a package deal. It would have to be a package deal uh-huh. uh, that might not be on the table or on the website publicly. That's but I mean, uh, even but we, we would be happy to do that. Sure. But we just couldn't afford afford it unless we started raising prices. Mm-hmm. And I think this the majority of the people are going to benefit from us doing it this way instead of sure. raising prices and keeping the eight a month on the table. I, I think you kind of made a good point without even necessarily saying it, which is that I talked about a membership that w- isn't publicly talked about. Mm-hmm. And you were saying still offering something that isn't publicly talked about. So, yeah, like we could still – somebody needs this or, you know, somebody brings up the desire mm-hmm. to come in here that frequently – Hey, just so you know, we can still set you up with this. Yeah, that, that, that secret menu, and, and you right, know who those right. people that want yes. that are. It's You know, if you advertise something like that, it's, it almost looks too overwhelming for some people. Yeah, and they yeah. immediately shut it down. That's that's but why we got to our it. whole sort of restructurizing our pricing scheme is to make it simpler because we found people would start reading all our writing and they'd look <laughs> and uh, 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 right. and then it just they turn away oh I'll just I'll just get my float for today so yeah, yeah. as yeah. as we uh, streamlined that and made that simpler it's a lot more flow easy to understand and a lot more interaction with the customer to cool. um, our memberships and especially post float yeah, right. overlooked to, just to start with, and then they're like, "Oh God, I have to that's make a funny. choice." Three different memberships. They would just be confused and they'd walk out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we that's saw that so too. Funny. I, I know. I'll point to the little not billboard, but the little stand with with it, and it, you know, has all the benefits of floating, all this really cool stuff that if you read is interesting, but it's a lot of text. It's mm-hmm. I, I don't. I've never really been a big fan of it. Um, it's too complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why our our th- three float intro pack. We don't publicly advertise that all the time we'll advertise it here and there to sort of just create the hype behind it or the interest behind it if it's there all the time people are oh i'll get that you know i'll get that next month when i try it or you know just sort of push that away and we we let them know after their float so if they don't like their first if they don't if their first float they realize it's not for them you know they won't get it but if someone's totally into it you know, it, it's good to get them in that other two times so they can fully right. comprehend what yeah. the float experience is. And so smart. We actually took our three series mm-hmm. off our website. People wanted to keep wanting to say, well, I want to buy this before I come in. No, no, don't worry about it. You can get it after your float. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Don't, we don't let them buy it ahead of time. So once again, it just leaves the, first of all, it looks good because we're there for their benefit, oh, for sure. their interest, mm-hmm. not, not ours. Right. Um, but at least that's the way we look at it. Um, mm-hmm. And also, we started doing that in the beginning, and we had a few people, it was only a few, but they came in and like, I don't want this three-pack, we had to do a, a refund, yeah. and we just, we don't want to, we just want to avoid that. It's not a big deal, I'm sure, but 
No, we, I, I, that's so funny. We, we do the uh, starter pack as well, three floats for the price of two. And um, it, it's funny, we, we will, and I think we actually did finally put it up online so that you can purchase it online uh, as a one-time purchase. So even if you've been floating with us for months, you can still buy that, um, mm. use that deal. But um, somebody will come in and be like, yeah, this is not for me. No, thank you. And they already had bought the starter package. And so just like you, over the phone, in person, we'll say, have your float first. You know, don't even pay your for this float. Wait till afterwards. If you love it, pay for two floats and you get three. You know, like 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 you said, you're you're taking care of that person, and it feels good too. And it feels yeah. good from my side because sales makes me uncomfortable. The the art of you know manipulating people by understanding psychology makes me uncomfortable. And yeah. where that line is of where I sit on feeling good about myself and decisions I make in in sales is something I, I think about, you know, and Sandra and I weigh heavily on. So, um, yeah, there you go. Yeah. But even to, uh, hearing what you guys had to say about um, starter packs and all that stuff, when somebody comes in with a Groupon or a gift card, we have a uh, little thank you card that we put in the room that has um, two floats for a discounted price or a float and 90-minute massage mm. at a discounted price. Um, and then they can also buy the starter pack. And so what's interesting, I'm – hearing you guys and I'm thinking maybe we should just do away with the three floats and just give everybody their first time in that thank you card and they can try two more floats at that discount um, or because because they do the two floats at a discount then you get three floats at a discount and then you can graduate to a membership because we're not going to push somebody on a membership if they haven't had a better discount already we're already always going to steer them to the better discount but then by then they're on <laughs> Their kids are having kids at that point. Generations have passed, you know? Like, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm taking notes. I like that that card idea, the physical card in the room. That's yeah, that's and a nice touch. It's nice because um, I don't have to train employees to be salespeople. Um, you know, you give the tour of the room, and right before we show them where the restroom is, because that's the last thing we mentioned before they go in for a float, is, is we say, and, and if you have a good experience here today, there's a card here. And, you know, it just says thank you. That's all you can see. If, if you turn that around, um, there's some discounts on there. If, if you enjoyed your float, just bring that downstairs with you. And so you Sweet. don't have to... You know, put your sales tie on and, and all that. I love and that's it. And that's a nice thing. We actually started putting flyers in our we, – we send handwritten thank you notes, whoever dealt with them. <laughs> of course. Um, She's good. She's good. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we do all of our we little float art on a postcard. And so it's not a big thank you, um, which makes it not overwhelming for huh. everybody. But whoever dealt with them just writes a very brief thank you note, huh. um, if, if thanking them if they purchased the three-pack. Oh, um, cool. If they didn't, we have a little flyer that we can stick in with it that just explains that information and um, stick it in the mail. We've had, ever since we started with the thank you notes, our conversion rate has almost huh. tripled. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I hope you spray it with your room, your eucalyptus room <laughs> scent. That'd just be the, the, the beautiful touch that Amy That was a bit has. of a callback, but yeah, if you listen to the show, you know that Amy, she puts the personal touch on things. My goodness. If I ask my employees to do one more thing like that, they will all revolt, and I will be in so much trouble. I love it, though. I love I love the yeah. card in the room and the handwritten notes. Like It's it's truly beautiful. It's a personal to touch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's wonderful. All of us have our own way, and I know, Lance, that you do some personal, you make it a very personal experience yourself i know mm. that you you put your their name do you not put your name their name on the board and yeah we oh, put yeah, everyone's right. name on their yeah. on their door and we make sure we're always greeting people by their name not just so, hey you or hey right. man <laughs> it's it's up hey john or hey julie it's cool. yeah 
simple. Like it's a simple thing. It yeah, it goes, good. goes a long way. It does I, go a long way. I rock or I, I boulder. It's like rock climbing without ropes, and it's a, so it's an indoor gym. And when I walk in and they say they know my name, that feels good. I, mm-hmm. I really like that. Mm-hmm. So I think other people like that too. And sometimes people will be surprised when you walk in, and <laughs> maybe it's even their first time walking in. If you know their name, they all of a sudden they feel a little, little special. It's fun. It just mm-hmm. helps get that connection going. Mm-hmm. It is, and it's a fun part of owning a float center. Is getting to know your floaters. Ugh. I, I, I almost think best. it's the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I know that's what Mark, Mark's favorite part is sitting in the lobby and talking with people <laughs> he boy. loves it I, I swear I could pay him just to sit there and talk with it people love him too he's yeah. so easy to speak oh, to oh yeah so yeah that is fun Mark's great so um I had a mm, I'm gonna go ahead and just say terrible at least they left a really bad taste in my mouth with Massage Envy uh where Sandra had a membership there and um First, we didn't find the massage to be very good, but also she was locked into a contract. And um, I remember kind of being, I don't know if I was roped in, but I could get some kind of a discount, but sometimes it wouldn't work. And it, it just felt icky. And maybe um, roping people into a contract is good short term. But I feel like, at least in our case, they really burned a bridge. And I have a feeling when you lock people into contracts, you can create that sense of animosity so maybe i talk too much but i'm just curious do you guys have any lock-ins for any contracts or is everything you know month to month month to month with 30 days for us Uh, i have i've had very similar experiences dylan i i can't i can't do that to someone else it does cause once again negative interaction and there's no reason for it okay i don't think so anyway yeah we're not in any contract either it's just 30 days just you know after I don't even think we do to 30 days. Let's just give us a call and we'll cancel it for <laughs> right. you. That's And nothing ever expires for us, too. Cool. If uh, people do carry, you know, some of those credits, we just give them a call and they're back in to use them. So. Nice. So uh, I am a little behind on South Park, you know, very float-centric TV show. Mm-hmm. This will segue, believe me. Um, <laughs> I was watching South Park, and it was an older episode um, where uh, – Everybody starts using Yelp on the show, and everybody feels like they're, you know, totally entitled, and they're the the absolute perfect reviewer, et cetera. I'm giving it a bad synopsis, but basically, they just reminded me about Yelp, and it reminded me of some reviews that drive me bananas. And we could probably do a whole episode on Yelp and TripAdvisor and all these other things, but just one thing that came to my mind was a reviewer who said, you know, great staff, uh, great great um facilities felt clean like just everything was really glowing and i think the last line said um yeah but floating's not for me two stars (laughs) and i was like well um if i don't like chinese food and i go into a chinese restaurant can i really give them two stars when i don't like chinese food like don't you have to be into the thing you know what i'm saying does, does that make sense? <laughs> it does. It does. It's not about reviewing your, your. Uh, it, it's about reviewing the experience, not, I don't think, your results of the experience. I, or, um, yeah. If you're not into be, the product, like, yeah, it's how not, can you it's review about, the product? Right. It's about uh, your experience, I think. And, yeah, well, that's happened to us, too. It has? Right. Okay. Yeah. Lance, have it's you ever experienced anything like that on, on your Yelp? Not really, I don't think. Um, most of our ratings have been pretty good, but yeah, I, I totally understand what you mean by if someone just doesn't, 
You know, if it's just not for them, they shouldn't be giving your business a bad rating. Like, right. I think you should have been like, here's four stars or here's five stars, but it's just not right. for me. Um, right. I don't even know how you would react to that or and, deal and with that's, that. And that's that just... is, I guess, I really, I just wanted to bring it up to, to gripe because it just reminded me of it. It's funny because I'm pretty sure it's like when we first opened or something like that. But it every couple of months, it just pops into my head. And, and this TV show brought it up for me. But how do you guys respond to something like that? Do you respond? And... You know, I if it's if it's unofficial, I will always say, come in for another float. I think we can deliver the right experience for you. Maybe something wasn't right, um, particularly if it's like a temperature thing. You know, we can adjust that. Like we can make that better for you. But when it's public facing, I almost don't want to say, hey, if you complain, you get a free float. Come on right. in, give us a low review right. so we can give you a float. Right. We don't want to reward that behavior. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a risk to that? Do you think? Have you ever thought about that? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we do. We do train our clients. Mm. We train our clients in many ways mm-hmm. how we hold our boundaries and and how we deal with them. Um, now, I, I admit, here's one thing. So right now, we do have five-star reviews on Yelp and TripAdvisor. The place that we don't is Google. Um, I'm really bad. I think I should be better at responding mm. to mm. Uh, responding to even the good reviews and I have been very bad so I can I have to say I have not responded to any at all so I don't have that experience now that I sort of think of it I do recall this one lady on Facebook that did send us a message saying uh, she got in there and it was too dark for her and too quiet and she got out early and <laughs> two strikes. Know, it would have felt better with music on or something like that and then you could tell she was sort of fishing for that free oh, float. Like, you could just tell she wanted her refund. And this was a few weeks after sort of thing. She messaged us on Facebook and said, yeah, I just don't feel like it was worth what I paid. It wasn't for me. It's too dark, too quiet. And she was fishing. Um, yeah. So I offered her with a discount. I, mm-hmm. I offered, you know, I'll be happy to give you 50% off your next float. Please come back. And there was no response. There was not thank you, that sounds wonderful, or there's nothing. So uh, maybe it is just people fishing for those, you know, those free floats or the the free services by giving negative reviews and hoping that the business will try and make it right. But I, I, um, that reminds me of something that came up, you know, outside of the float business recently, which is, uh, an old employee of ours who, who's done a lot of artwork. Um, she called up saying, um, I have customers. What she does, uh, she has this really awesome art style, melissarachelblack.com. Go check it out. It's it's really cool art style. Um, she's done a lot of art for our advertisements. And um, she'll do your pet portraits. She'll do a portrait of your pet. Uh, very simple and awesome. And uh, she gave Sandra and I's cats uh, drawings as a wedding gift to us, and we absolutely adore it. it we, we love it. You can't not love a drawing of your own <laughs> pet, right? It's like an automatic win. Um, and uh, she ha- she did that for somebody for uh, a few cats or, or animals. I don't know what the pets were. And uh, the person said, you know, this isn't quite what I wanted. Um, and, and she replied back, well, um, or, you know, I'd like a refund. And, and so she replied back, uh, well, can I adjust it for you? Can you let me know what you didn't like? And she said, no, you know what? I, I think this is just not a good, this just isn't going to be good. So no, thank you. But here's the thing she had already sent the PDF file. So she already had the product. Um, I wasn't really sure how to approach this. And so I called another artist friend who I I think maybe has had more experience with this. And she said, yeah, she already has that product. You can't, 
you can't uh, refund it. And also something that was brought up was she had already asked for a discount going into it and was given that discount. And so this this new artist or, you know, the friend who had been in the industry for a while said, no way, this is a fisher. This is somebody who's trying to get a deal and, and trying to get something for nothing. Um, I, I let Melissa know about that and she put the hand up and, and defended herself. And uh, was I think she just kept all of the money and um, because she had already delivered the product. I had told her when she first called, um, because she, she had called saying like, what do I do in this situation? I don't know what the answer is to that because her hers is art. She gave a, pro- a product. In our situation, I can say, yeah, the float is free because it it's not like I I didn't spend two hours creating something. I didn't um, put wheat flour and oil and bake it. You know, it, I didn't use products. Um, yeah, there's shampoo. I mean, there there are a certain amount of, of things that go into it. I paid for hot water for a shower, but it's much more minimal from one single person. When really, when we talk about making money for floats or you know paying our rent for for floaters, it's accumulative. It's all these people coming in to, to create that that gross revenue, not just a single person and the products go in, that go into that item. So. And Amy, you've been talking about training your your customers. So yeah, well, it's interesting now that you're bringing this up. I actually had an experience. This was now a few months ago, uh, where I was threatened with a bad with bad reviews. Oh, you're kidding me! Yes, sir. I have it all in writing. Uh, Uh, She had a membership, and she it was actually it wasn't a few months ago. It was right before Christmas, and. She hadn't used it for about a month and a half, so she canceled it, took it, no problem. Mm-hmm. Then I started getting these emails about a few weeks before Christmas saying she wanted two hundred dollars back because she didn't use her membership the last two months. Mm-hmm. And uh, if she did, if I didn't give her two hundred dollars, she was going to go all over to Yelp and TripAdvisor, and she was going to tell everybody how horrible we were, and. And the funny thing is that she started out by saying how great her float was, how mm. nice everybody was there, how uh, fantastic it was clean. She had a really great float. But if she didn't get her $200 back, she's going to go and tell everybody how horrible we were, wow. um, how mean we were because we wouldn't because she couldn't float anymore. And so she wanted all of her money back. <laughs> and uh, that was actually the first and only client I, I fired. Um, I said, I, <laughs> you are not welcome back oh, home. Wow. And mm. no you're not getting 200 by the way her her membership wasn't even it wouldn't even it, that was over the amount that she had paid for her membership oh, the last few months so um <laughs> yeah so they they kind of wielded their people who wielded as a as a weapon got it uh and we do so we you know by not giving her that 200 dollars back um and and saying everything in a very kind non dramatic answer by the way she wrote three emails a day for about uh, I think it was about five or six days wow. demanding things and then alternately telling us sob stories and then oh, alternately sure. telling us how horrible we were. Right. Uh, it was a very strange situation because she's like very sweet. Sounds like a standard sweet. breakup. That sounds about it's right. kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, we do, we do train our, do train our clients how to treat us. And I said, mm. you feel like you need to go and tell people that and to put that on? I said, go for it. I can't do anything about it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm okay with that. I have peace about that. So. So yeah, would you guys, do. oh, sorry, Lance, go ahead. I, I was going to say, I guess it goes to almost something that breaks down every aspect of life is you really have to have those those bad clients you don't want to deal with to really appreciate those clients that you come <laughs> in and just love. So it's it's the yin to the yang, <laughs> the good so to true. the bad, you know? It's like 
dealing with someone like that, you really appreciate when someone comes in and leaves you with a smile after dealing with someone like that. So that's a good point. Yeah, always, I always try to be optimistic it. and look at the best <laughs> and everything. So, yeah. Well, and that—that that was, I think, what got us. It was so crazy. We really liked her. There was no issue, and it was—it just felt like it was out of nowhere. And, but yeah, we we do. We appreciate. We have amazing people who come in through our doors every day. So it was yeah. just kind of an anomaly. Um, but it was a lesson in how to deal with those things. Right. It was a hard lesson. Which a lesson would, would you guys agree? To anybody who's starting a float center or is just opening, maybe in that first year or so, start defending yourself now. Don't feel like you have to lean, you know, bend over for people and start establishing those boundaries early and often. Heck yeah, absolutely. Because um, I just feel like that's something we did so much of when we first opened, and I don't think it benefited us. I don't think, I don't think the friends in your lives are there because you you hurt yourself for them. It's supposed to be a reciprocal relationship, and so I think the sooner you find that, the sooner you find your your better friends in your life, and and I think your customer. I mean, it's just how life mm-hmm. works, right? Relationships work. Yeah, I know. You find that. out who really wants to support you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I what know that it? when we started or got going, we really wanted to cater to everyone. We yeah. wanted everyone to accept every option we had, and we had every option because mm-hmm. we wanted to cater to them. Right. And that sort of leads me into uh, when we started. Um, we started with 60-minute floats and 90-minute floats. Um, Our topic for the show, Lance. Yeah. Bravo on that segue. Well done. Yeah. No. Uh, it's, well um, done. I know I just stepped on it, but very well done. No, that's uh, – when we started, we talked and talked and talked and talked when we were doing our business plan. Do we want 60-minute floats or do we want 90-minute floats? And we – found a balance of having both but every time we had a booking it would be in a two-hour block so whether it was 60 Ah. minute or a 90 minute float it was taking up two hours of our time Mm. um we also thought that some people wouldn't want to pay the price of what we were charging for a 90 minute float they'd rather start out a little bit cheaper for a 60 minute float Mm -hmm. after over a year of running we decided that we no longer wanted to do the 60-minute float. We wanted to sort of wipe that out and go with strictly a 90-minute float. Um, so starting of this year, 2016, we got rid of all the 60-minute floats and only have one option. It's not a 60- or 90-minute float. It is just called a float. <laughs> um, nice. We're trying not to define it under a time. Mm. So everything's sort of systemized now. Our um, music will come on at the same time for every single person. Um, mm-hmm. And if we spend maybe a few minutes before talking to a client or giving them a tip or, you know, talking about their last float, you know, we don't have to adjust our whole schedule to make sure they're in that tank for exactly 90 minutes. Our floats are around an hour and a half. So that does give us some buffer zone. Huh. And if you're four or five minutes you know, away from 90 minutes and they get out half the time, they're not going to notice, you know, they're, they don't know. Time is something that disappears in the float tank. So trying to define it by the exact minute, like we used to do really makes everything difficult, especially when it came to our change up, leaving, you know, just a few minutes to try and clean up. So, um, we've had a great, great response with the 90-minute, or sorry, the great response with just the float. <laughs> the floats, nice. Um, it's made everything easier from our booking to our scheduling to educating our clients to advertising, marketing, everything. So we're very excited about it, and uh, 
yeah, it's only been not even a month since we've had it like this. So I'll keep everyone updated with what we think and Please. how yeah, we're progressing kinda, with it. You're blowing my mind with the just the float. Just yeah. float. Float. Uh, float. So because here, here's what would really get me. People would call or they'd want to buy a gift certificate or whatever. We'd be on the phone with them. Mm-hmm. They'd say, oh, I'd like to book a float. I would like to book a float. Right. Would you like a 60 or 90 minute? Right. Well, 90 is too much. I'll go with the 60. <laughs> 90 sounds like okay, a long so time. Okay, so it would always be like people just shifting to that standard one-hour time that we're so accustomed to. Mm-hmm. And over time, I felt like we were losing out. We were not losing out financially, but we were losing out on a lot of these people aren't grasping what floating is. Right. You know, and it's taking them 50 minutes to relax. They're just getting into that deep state. Right. And the music's coming on. Right. I've also noticed since we have got rid of the 60 and went with just the float, we have had a lot less people getting out early. I found with our 60-minute float, we would have people getting out at the 40-minute mark, the half-an-hour mark, just for weird reasons, whether it's, oh, well, you know, it's already halfway done. I might as well get out now, you know, if they get out because they're itchy or something. And then when we switch to the 90, I, since I've been working, like the hours there, yeah. I haven't seen anyone get out early. And occasionally there's one or two people a day, their first float, that they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I was just done. But now it's it's like huh. people are, you know, get out the half an hour point. They're like, well, I'm paying for an hour and a half. I might as well get back in. And then, boom, and then they're gone. And they, nice. cool. you know, they come oh, up with that smile. So it's been very beneficial to us. What about you guys? What are you doing with your time frames? We, we do the 90-minute float, um, and we started that from the beginning, but we did have a big, big debate over it. Oh, we uh, did, too. We really agonized, <laughs> uh, but the reason we ended up with the 90-minute is first, efficiency of scheduling. Yeah. Um, it just didn't, we could end up with really weird gaps in the day, mm-hmm. um, and we wouldn't be able to get as much in, so that was, I have to admit, that was our primary thought. The second thing we thought, too, was, um, you know, Mark and I had been floating Actually, I'm going on 20 years of floating this year, y'all. Um, <laughs> we've been floating a really long time, and an hour is never enough. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now, we tried to price it so that if people decided to get out after an hour, they'd be fine with it. It really wasn't a big deal. Um, but uh, but we feel that you do, and, and oftentimes you do kind of start to get into that lull right around 50 minutes or so, and we wanted them to be able to enjoy that time um, and, and get as much out of the float as possible. We did in the very beginning, and, and even now to a degree, get a lot of people who said, well, I, uh, 90 minutes is too long, and it's like, you can get out anytime you right. like. Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. problem. We, mm-hmm. we don't have issues with that. Um, but we've been floating a long time, and right. I think you'll find when you get in the tank that you will lose track and it's not going to feel you're going to come out 90 minutes it's not going to feel like it's been 90 minutes at all because people are so afraid of being Mm -hmm. quiet for 90 (laughs) minutes that's terrifying for some people so we ask them to just trust us we've been doing this a while just Mm -hmm. trust us and we always have this really great positive feedback from people who were like oh never last 90 minutes 90% Ninety percent of the time, they come out and they're like, "Oh my gosh, that was amazing! That wasn't long enough. I felt like I was, you know, only in there like a half an hour." Um, so, we did in the beginning once again talking about catering to clients. We decided to put in some sixty-minute floats. We actually designated Mondays, 
which we were not open all the time on Mondays at that point. So we decided to add 60 minute floats on Mondays just because we wanted to satisfy those people right. who wanted the 60 minutes. Um, so people started calling in. There were a few people who wanted the 60 minute. Almost all of them came out and said, oh, no, that wasn't nearly enough time. <laughs> and they started. And then we'd have our regular clients saying, oh, great, you're open on Mondays. Right. I don't want 60 minutes. Can I get 90 minutes? <laughs> and it got to the point where our 60 minute Monday was 90 percent booked with 90 minute floats. So we're like, OK, all right, screw this. We totally failed at the 60 minute float. Right. Mm -hmm. Third issue. And I don't know if y'all y'all may not have this issue. Um, but we can't, if we turned on a, ta uh, mm -hmm. uh, a, uh, tank uh, in another, in the room next up. door, mm -hmm. we would disturb somebody's float. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, so we couldn't That That's something we talked about and like, we, it's like, but we're going to be soundproofed. Yeah. Soundproofing yeah. is a concept <laughs> that is never a hundred percent soundproofed. It doesn't exist. And that's something I've seen so many float centers assume that they're going to stagger their floats. Even if they're all going to be 90 minutes, I would love to be able to have, uh, two floats at one time and two floats at another time, you know, stagger them by an hour. It would make it way more personal. Like you give introductions to people on a way more intimate level. And, uh, and it, particularly if we added more float tanks, that'd be awesome. But I can't run a pump <laughs> during somebody else's float. I just, I cannot soundproof yeah. that. It's not possible. That's, so. that's why our 60 or a 90 would take up two hour blocks. Cause right, if you're doing exactly. 60 minute mm -hmm. float, we're waiting to turn on the pumps until the 90 minutes done as well. So, and that just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Scheduling financial, it, that just that part just doesn't make sense then. And I've seen so many businesses, uh, float centers, think that they're going to do that, whether it's stagger it or have the different uh, times, and nobody executes because they, as soon as they start running the pumps while people are floating, they, they uh, realize uh, we can't open like this. I have actually heard of one center that's running five tanks, um, all running at different times oh, okay. by one employee. So uh, um, they're out of Canada here, but yeah, they're running five tanks on one employee and they're running their float tanks every half an hour or wow. hour. Is they it only do 60 minute floats. Epically large space. Like how do they? I, I don't know. And I don't know too much about it. That's why I'm not saying a name, but yeah, um, I hope we can get in contact with them and find out more. Cause I'd love uh, to know how you do execute something like that. And I know another place that is opening up that that's what they're doing as well. 60 minute floats and all stagnant. I think 15 minutes, every 15 minutes, they want one of their tanks changing over. So now, so the other downside to that then is even in the instance where I'm talking about two floats at one time and two floats at, a, at another hour, if you have three or four people come in and they're together, then you're breaking them up. Mm -hmm. And it's also nice for everybody to be able to come in, they have their experience and they come out and they're all talking and buzzing about it at the same moment. Or, you know, as each one comes down, one person's blow drying their hair for an extra 15 or 20 minutes, but then, you know, they start trickling down and it, it, that's a cool time. And if you broke that up by an hour, I wouldn't care for that either. But I guess that goes to how you want to run your business. Cause some of this, what I see, you're running right. five tanks on one employee. Right. Um, how much customer interaction yeah. do you care about? So, um, you know, yeah. you and I, and we all, I think we, we care that a lot about experience. our customers and that experience yeah. and that personal touch and that scented thank you cards that are sent out. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, other people, yeah. that's not for everyone. And that's something that that's I can't say nice. that's right or wrong, but um, you can run your business however you choose. I just... That does not resonate with me. Is that a polite way of saying that? I, 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 yeah. That does not resonate well, with me. Well, there are different business models that work for different people. Yes, there are some people absolutely. who don't want to sit around and talk to you. <laughs> we found out. I don't mean you, Dylan. When I say you, I really mean me. 
Uh, <laughs> and, that's, and that's okay too. Uh, <laughs> I got a few things to say about that. No, I, I get what you're saying though. And yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And yeah. even though it doesn't jive yeah. with me, um, like I was talking about a smack about massage envy earlier, there are people who are perfectly happy uh, going there and they're per- perfectly happy working there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, th- there's certainly an audience that doesn't resonate with me. So. <laughs> yeah. totally get it. Their so, priorities are different than mine. Mm-hmm. This goes back to why did you settle with 90 minutes and not two oh, right. hours? Like why is 90 minutes the industry standard? I've always... I've always thought it's because our, our natural REM sleep cycles fall into natural 90-minute cycles. So I know I can almost feel when I'm in and out of a 90-minute float. Like, just naturally, I know that flow. I know how my body feels. Um, but what reasons did you guys choose to go with 90-minute floats? For me, it was yeah. a, a nice correlation, a nice uh, point between what people would be willing to pay and how we could maximize the time and the amount of tanks that we have. It was just kind of where that intersection fell for us. Okay. I, for us, I think it's what we knew. I mean, that we had experienced 90-minute floats. It felt like the right amount of time for us. We, we had talked about doing 60-minute floats. We knew there were other float centers that did that. And it felt like it was shortchanging the experience if you just did a 60-minute. Um, and by all means, I mean, 60 minutes is right for a lot of people. And actually, going back a little bit, you're talking about wanting to cater for everybody. I mean it's hard to assess like do, should we offer 60 minutes so let's just do mondays and offer 60 minutes and then we find only three people a day want a 60 minute or you know even if it's five people a day what what is the actual audience like it hmm, i guess what i'm getting at is it's hard to judge what the actual demand is for something like we had people wanting music during floats and so we really started putting attention on being able to pipe in music to float tanks then as it turned out people a didn't really like that very much but also the demand wasn't high enough for us to put energy into that or even late night floats um where float on uh, does late night floats we didn't find it was worth that energy to put in so if they want that they can find it somewhere else but it wasn't going to be where we put in our energy just because the demand wasn't wasn't just it just wasn't that high um for for us it bang for the buck you know or, mm-hmm. or attention energy attitude all that stuff that goes into it so do we know at liber are they doing any research on what is the most uh, optimal or efficient time for a being to be floating do we know that or is there anyone in the industry <laughs> that's trying to do track this and figure this out well i guess what how would you define optimal i, mean, I don't know most uh, best recovery I, there's, there's so there many are a lot of modifiers right? that's yeah. um, I, so it, i think that'll would be curious to know on, on the studies but i have a feeling just like brain activity what happens in there i'm i bet you that's going to tell us some stuff i I think we'll find out some um i mean you you can't go into a deep state forever i mean there's going to be a time where you're naturally going to cycle out of it so i I imagine we'll be able to find that out unless we're always in a deep state (laughs) never mind (laughs) speaking speaking of which did we ever cover this um you can donate to liber that was something you asked during the liber episode and i kind of said they have funding that you don't don't worry about that (laughs) no you're right they are willing to take money and and uh, if anybody does want to donate to liber it's in the show notes for this episode we'll make sure it's in there so thank you for asking lance and i'm sure justin everybody there is happy that you did because yeah there is is a link uh there is a way that you can donate with the girlfriend 
in science, I know that the science industry loves donations. Right, of course. <laughs> um, that makes sense. But I've also seen some float centers um, offering half an hour floats. Like, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. How would that be feasible for anyone's time? Because I know it's taken some time to clean up, to run those mm -hmm. pumps, to... You know, that takes time. How would you run a half an hour float? Would you ever run a half an hour float? I was curious about that. I I wish somebody would have left something on SpeakPipe about that because I yeah. I don't even know. I've never even seen it on anyone's menu. I think uh, it could I... be a foot in the water experience. I mean, I have had people who who float and get out at about 30 minutes in or you know they or they show up extremely late and it's like Hey, you know, my, uh, the tank's empty. Might as well just hop in there. And yeah, there is shower time and all that stuff, which equates to 30 minutes anyway. Um, but uh, if, if you can get 30 minutes in there and it's your first time, I think so much um, education of the environment goes on with the brain that it can be worth that amount of time. With that being said, okay. before, <laughs> <laughs> with that being said, I would never sell a 30 minute float to somebody um, as, as it being that because. Sorry, Amy, it looks like you definitely want to say something here. Well, you know, mostly because I'm just curious. Um, when they have that experience, do you get positive feedback from it? Oh, right. I'm just so, curious. Yeah, I, I guess I should complete that, which I think does make the, nec the next float good. And, yeah, you know, mm -hmm. you know what? I can have a, f a quick float and have a positive experience. That I think at a certain point, your brain or your body just knows. You get in there, it's like, I can just let go, and it feels really good. And when I get out of even a very short float, it feels good. And so... Um, when other people get out and they give positive feedback about it, I, I believe them. That, that that's nice. That's and and I, again, I think it's educating your brain so that when you go in for that ninety minute, you just get to mm -hmm. go out that easier. That's just yes. my opinion, my experience. No, I, I you know first time float. I would think that it would be. I, I was just curious if it was the first time float and they only had thirty minutes. Mm -hmm. I'm with you though. Uh, you know, you do the first float. Your body does go through some physiological things that. It, once you get that out of the way, the next float is fantastic. So, actually, maybe you're on to something there. Well, I mean, laying back in water, like, that, you're not supposed to float on top of water. We've had millions of years where that doesn't happen naturally. And so, um, I think even just a little bit of time in there can just help that acclimation process mm -hmm. of being able to mm -hmm. let go real deeply in a float tank. I agree. It gives your, your sympathetic nervous system a chance to feel it out and say, hey, great, nothing's going to come up and bite me, or mm -hmm. it's not a bad or scary environment, so next time, this is normal, and it's all good. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. You know, with that being said, from my, my personal experience of seeing um, a float center do offer 30-minute floats, they off also offer uh, Groupon, it seems like, throughout the year, and um, I, it feels like... Um, this particular place doesn't care about floating, actually, and it's more of a cash grab um, to basically, you know, kind of scrape the, the bottom of the barrel a little bit. Um, and, and I'm not saying every float center who would offer 30-minute float would, would be doing that, but this one in particular, it seems like um, I can pay somebody minimum wage to clean the tank and, you know, swap it out, throw the next person into the float tank, you know, doesn't care about instructions and stuff like that and, and is able to... Um, even through Groupon, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, even through Groupon, make money through that and and arguably easy money if you already have float tanks in there and, you know, the infrastructure and everything. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel about it. Um, which, which is always, in my opinion, a negative thing. And it's something that scares me about the float industry in general is um, this personal touch that we talk about. I, I, I It scares me that there are 
it's only a matter of time before there are float centers that are out there that don't offer the personal touch and that it becomes this uh, more corporate thing or something like a, what were we talking about? Or I guess we were talking about on the show, LA Fitness or just like a gym membership thing where you lose that, um, particularly before there's a saturation of understanding with floating. Um, yeah. that, that's going to be very concerning. And I think we're a long way off before there's really a saturation. Um, of, of people understanding what floating is about. So if we cut into that with people who are just trying to make a buck or get people in uh, without a good intro and that really caring feeling and all of that, um, that's that scares me. And I, it scares me for my personal business, let alone the rest of the industry, because they, they impact my business. Well, you're going to have your sit-down cafes that mm-hmm. are very, you know, you spend your time there, you enjoy it, mm-hmm. and you're going to have your drive-through donut shop to get your coffee. You know, that's mm-hmm. the 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 nature of the industry, the nature of business. That's that's what's going to happen. You're going to have you your didn't franchise. get coffee until Starbucks came out. Starbucks, you know, I mean, coffee wasn't wasn't as big, but Starbucks said we're going to hit this level of quality, and they hit that everywhere. And now Starbucks, maybe people don't think it's that of great of quality, but. But they created a lifestyle, but they created a new a lifestyle. lifestyle. And, and so there's a saturation point of I get what coffee is. I, I need coffee in the morning. It's, it's part of my lifestyle now. Um, what uh, Massage Ed, we were talking about earlier, came out at a time where massage was popular, but it wasn't a saturated market, in my opinion. And they helped saturate it with a low quality. Um, people fresh out of school, not, not paid very much money. Um, maybe not taking care of clients as well, which which probably doesn't impact things as well. But and and you know people can d- disagree with me on this, but I I think um, Amy, you're in the massage industry. Would you yeah. agree um, with so, that? Okay, so I don't have a really big problem with massage envy in that it's a business model. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has introduced people to massage. It's made it more accessible. Mm-hmm. So they came into the market when massage was not accessible to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It was very expensive. And they made it accessible. And what I've seen in the short term is that people are now getting massage um, and that would never have considered getting massage before. Uh-huh. And once they get used to that, um, they go and they look for something that's a little bit more sophisticated. Maybe somebody's a little bit more uh, in tune with their body and that sort of thing. So in some ways it's trained people to be more discerning about massage. What I don't sure. like is not all places, mm-hmm. but how they treat their therapists. Sure. Um, this is not true of every massage envy, so I won't even get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has, I think, served the industry. I think more people are getting massage now That's because of massage envy. That's and, you know, it's a business model and everybody has a right to make... Um, to yes. go out yes. and have a good, I mean, it is a good model. Um, well, clearly it's good for them at least. <laughs> it's good for them, right? Whether I would do it, whether it would feel good for me to do it is, is totally different. But I don't, I don't think there's a problem with going out and finding an audience that's formerly untapped. Hmm. And, and, and that's interesting, the, the idea of wanting to step up in quality after having experienced that. Although I would argue maybe it's difficult to do that after being... It, it, while being in a contract, but but yeah. even that yeah. long-term LMTs that I've I've known found that um, they couldn't charge as much because even though they had way more experience, could could deliver much more of an upper echelon massage or had more just body awareness, they couldn't ask the price when somebody could pay less than half that price. But you know what? I think a lot of that was not all of it, not all of it, but I think a lot of it's done out of fear. 
It's not that they couldn't charge more. They're afraid to, and they're afraid to step up their own game. That's not everyone. I, I don't, I'm not saying across the mm-hmm. board, but I saw a lot of that. There's so much fear of massage envy moved in that, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose all my clients mm-hmm. to massage envy. Listen, this is not a price game. It doesn't have to be about price. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, and you know, and I, I would I'd love to keep going back and forth I on know, this um, because I really enjoy it. And it's something I'm, let's say, mildly passionate about. But uh, more and perhaps more uh, in germane to this conversation is, do you think that's true for floating as well? That if somebody comes out there and delivers floating in, uh, I don't know, more of like a fast food style uh, do you think that will hurt the industry or help it? I think it's inevitable, but uh-huh. I personally would not, at least at the beginning, have have fear about it because I don't believe in competing on price. Uh-huh. I, I think it's inevitable. I think it's going to happen. So, um, well, maybe maybe this is where my fear is coming from. And mm-hmm. I, um, there there is a float center that, um, and we have many float centers here in Portland. And there's a float center where people oftentimes do not have good experiences in. Um, and so I will occasionally hear about that. And that makes me think, well, if I'm, if you're coming here and you've had a bad experience, that makes me think there are a lot more people who had a bad experience who are never going to try floating again, let alone the word of mouth, uh, that they're, they're going to tell mm-hmm. people about a ne- negative experience with floating. And so that's maybe where my fear, uh, comes from. Yeah, I understand that. I get that. And actually, my big, and maybe along the same lines, maybe it was just a communication thing, but one thing that I, I do worry about is when we get a lot of calls, and we do get a lot of calls of people wanting to start a float center, they're from people who have never floated. They're ready to go out and buy a tank. <laughs> They've never been in a float center. They don't care. They perceive it as a way to make, they're going to make a lot of money really fast. So they're going to stick it in their massage place, plug it in, and go. Um, the people I get excited about are the people who are like, yeah, I've like traveled to different places. I've, I've floated mm-hmm. a few times. I'm thinking about this. I've done my research. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to cheer them on. Mm-hmm. I'm really going to support them any way that I can. Mm-hmm. I worry about people who have never floated and don't get it. So, yeah, maybe that's maybe that's where we're connecting. Or maybe that's what we're both talking about is people who don't, who are there just for the money and not willing to create a good consistent experience because you got to give it massage envy gives a good consistent experience whether we hate their oh, membership style or what consistency as oh well. okay yeah okay um okay so i i have now okay so i've never been the, to a the massage the envy downside. so i'm definitely out of my depth here it, yeah i'm i'm sorry and i don't just mean to keep bashing on one company but um <laughs> but but you get in you get a massage you finally find somebody that you like and because they're good they they go to their own private practice and so i i we didn't have gotcha. consistency Okay. Um, sorry, sorry to cut you off there. But you know, in the mas- in the float world, it's uh, a little different because at least uh, we're dealing with machines, and yes. it's not a personal right. service. Right. Personal in that a person is giving you that service. Right. I don't know. And 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 that's also funny. Where I also have some fear based around that as well, which is, is it is it um, going to be easier for another company to? take over this industry not not take over but really leave a, a large footprint in the industry because it's automated and they can say you know it, it they don't have to hire the right lmt or even the right barista i mean and starbucks does a good job of training everybody at a specific place you have to make your coffee this particular way that even takes out that that aspect of it well look at it this way do you i mean 
there are, I, I've been to Portland, there's uh-huh. a crap load of coffee shops. Yes. But I'm pretty sure you probably have a favorite for a very particular reason because it feels good to you. It kind of meshes with your vibe. Right. But there's a million of them. Mm-hmm. But you like this one and this one, or you like that one in particular. Um, pr- I think people, and maybe I'm misunderstanding what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I think people fear the whole price factor. Like they're going to sure. streamline it, it's going to be super cheap, and everybody's going to go for price. I pay. I've never been to a massage envy. I actually go to a pretty expensive massage therapist. I don't trade out for massage. I actually pay. It's important to me. Just as a, that's just my own personal feeling. Um, and I pay. I pay a lot for a massage because I yeah. really value what they do. Yeah. Um, and I don't mind paying more for things that I really love. <laughs> yeah, and and I I don't. I don't disagree with you on the price point. Although I think there could be more discussion on that. Uh, my personal point is the awareness of floating and its quality in general going out Mm -hmm. to the public and it being less than what it deserves to be. Um, I mean, it could even go into, hey, we can just drop float tanks into a standard place and not do proper soundproofing. I mean, it could be anything where, yeah, we have float tanks. We offer floats, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, we we have a particular float tank, so you have a good float. We, yeah, they have the same type of float tank. So, um, yeah, maybe we charge less, but we're also, we have 50 in your state so you're going to come to us and, and more awareness is brought uh, by that company who isn't taking into consideration everything that should be taken in, into consideration. So that's that's the part that concerns me. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But all we can do is take care of the of what we do. Yes. Uh, all we have control over is what we do. I mean, that stuff's bound to happen. But right. um, ultimately, those people, are I think, are going to have have issues and, and the problem is going to take care of itself. Yeah, um, yeah. If they have okay. I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah. I, I know everybody wants like the good guy wins, but <laughs> I, I don't agree with that necessarily. <laughs> and and I think even like Massage Envy probably has some serious restructuring that's gone on over the years because I don't think yeah. it's maybe a sustainable model. But uh, yeah. Um, but but my my again my biggest thing is I just want people to have float centers that they're passionate about that they they love floating and want to deliver the right float. Um, because that's the only way this industry is, is going to survive and we're, we'll get more people into floats. We have to be willing to adapt as well. Mm. <clears throat> Being this young in the industry, like, yeah. you know, those who adapt are the ones who survive. And mm-hmm. if some big franchise does come into your town or your city, um, are you willing to change? Are you willing right. to go out of your comfort zone to make those changes or to, you know, light that fire underneath you? Mm-hmm. No. Right, or like like you've done, Dylan. Uh, you've made a decision. You let go of something that you love because it wasn't mm-hmm. the best thing for you. Mm-hmm. Those are de- those are important. That's an important skill. It's an important thing. For Sounds you. like a love story. <laughs> well, we already went through the, the breakup <laughs> portion, so <yeah. laughs> time to get the love part in there too. Uh, wow! So that was an interesting discussion on thirty, sixty, and ninety minute floats. <laughs> I think we might need to change the title of today's show. Like, does anyone <laughs> offer forty-five minute floats? <laughs> no. yeah. Why? Speak but pipe. I do want to hear from those people because I yeah. seriously am. I'm curious. I, I want to know how it goes and people's response. And yeah, whether it's 30, 30 minute floats, staggered floats, late night floats. Yeah. Um, I would love to hear from anybody who who offer those offers those. Um, Twitter at Artful Floating, um, Speak Pipe on the on the artoffloating.com and uh, on our Facebook page too. If you message, we asked about it on the Facebook page. If you find that post and respond, we'll we'll definitely talk about it on next week's show as well. 
Is there anything that you guys wanted to share about the 306090s or, or, you know, any float times? I think I've said it all. <laughs> I, uh, I, I just want to hear now. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So am I. I want to I figure out what the optimal time for the mind and body is to flow. Yeah. I know that might take some time, but if anyone has figured that out, please <laughs> let me know. Right now, for please me, it is 90. Please box. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, whew, well, I'm wound up. All right. Um, let's see here. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. <laughs> For joining, Lance, Amy, thank you so much. Um, We will see you next week. And um, please join in on on the conversation. We're on uh, social media throughout the week as well. So until next time, we'll see you next week.